0: everybody welcome back it's time it's time for is this is it true this is our 100th 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 episode
1: 100th yeah either 99 100 or 101 so either way it counts
0: uh, we will be the, yeah, we're, 100 right now <laughs> wow we'll at all all, Plus let's take a look moment. back take a look back at all we've learned since that first episode what was our first episode about? Do you remember? Let me take a little gander here.
1: Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, I think.
0: Ah, you're right. Yeah.
1: The so man was- who a- scientified the Catholic Church.
0: That's badass. Uh, yeah, yeah very badass. Was- at the beginning, we were just going to focus on actual philosophers. Thomas Aquinas is what the first yeah. episode <laughs> is called. <laughs> uh, Thomas Aquinas, yeah. Yeah. Um. Actually, no, because... Episode three is about Flat Earth, so never mind. Uh, anyways, been what, a, <laughs> what a wild ride. Perfectly flawless technologically wise. Man, <laughs> I swear I've gotten dumber over these last hundred episodes. I can barely talk. Well, we're way better at producing episodes than we were. Well, we we had a lot of trial and error at the beginning. Lots and lots of it, so...
1: Well, now we have like software that just does it automatically.
0: Yeah, we do. Anyways.
1: Space age. Space age tech.
0: I don't know if it's space age. It crashed on us last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spaceships crashed, dude. Challenger. That's that is true. <laughs> don't make me remind you of the tra- Challenger tragedy yet again. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. What a tragedy. But uh, this this podcast has so far not been tragic. It's been Pretty good, I'd say, but we're getting better
0: I think yeah. that we have listeners. I'm almost certainly we do have some listeners at this point,
1: okay, yeah, I think we have a few. I think we have a
0: couple <laughs> I don't know i know I know who a couple of them are, but I have no idea if we have any listeners that don't know us personally. that would be that's the real goal. The real goal is to get fans that don't even know us. Wouldn't that be something?
1: that could be something, but it could also be really disturbing. Because well, yeah. uh, these people that would that would be our fans, they would be from all over the world, and they crazy people send emails, stuff like that.
0: This is what I want. I want
1: you want crazy people sending you emails.
0: Yes, <laughs> I want, I want everything <laughs> as crazy as it gets, be, be just before actually showing up to my house in person. Ah, yeah. And you, Sam, I've I've never told you this to your face, but you're very stalkable. I feel like you could be easily stalked and murdered.
1: Well, I've thought about that too. Like I pretty much
0: do the exact same thing every day, like <laughs> on a schedule. <laughs> like, I'd be very yeah. easy to ambush. Like <laughs> that's why I always switch up my routine randomly. I think I'm going right. I'm going left, baby. Uh, yeah. No, I'm also very. <laughs> I mean, if you do stand up and you promote the shows that you're on, it's like everybody knows exactly where you're going to be at what time and what night all the time. It's
1: true. It's Any true. Any performer, that's,
0: really. Yeah.
1: That's why famous people inevitably spend tons of money on security and live behind a gate.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunate for us that we tend to do a lot of the comedy venues that uh, don't have any security. So it's really... <laughs> it's no. If you upset an audience member, it really anything can happen at that point.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't seen that happen in so long, but
0: what an audience member get like violent or aggressive
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah violent.
0: yeah i feel like it happened it used to happen more but that could have just been because everybody sucks so bad uh, at comedy <laughs> back i'm then. saying that
1: it literally happened to me in august like i'm saying oh that, really you
0: know? <laughs> Oh, what? at
1: dakota's yeah <laughs> what happened i didn't remember that oh i oh this is like one of the worst bombs i've ever had in my really? life really
0: what and no, i missed yeah, it i, I, where, I guarantee what the you hell I told was you i, I
1: um, no. I don't know, but I was visiting. I was visiting this August. This was the open mic, Dakota's Comedy Lounge, Kelowna, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and so I was like, "There's this. This is the open mic, and maybe fifteen people
0: were there in the audience. Not oh. a lot of people. Usually, that open mic is quite well attended. Last yeah. night, it was basically full for about two hours of it. Around the two hour mark, you can't really blame anyone for leaving. Yeah. Normally, this mic is is hot. This is a hot. Yeah. Mic, but...
1: On this particular night, it was cold, and there was this lady and her male companion Mm -hmm. sitting at one of the front tables, and she would just interrupt every single comic, interject, try to make a conversation with them, make it about her, um, all this stuff. And Dave, no one would do anything about it. No one was giving her pushback, and I was just – I got so mad. (laughs) When I finally went up, I just started roasting her. I told her she looked like Jabba the Hut in a pink dress, and like all this, <laughs> all this stuff. The the other people were liking it because, like, they were like, "Yeah, like get her, like she's so annoying." Yeah. And, uh, eventually, I took it too far, and then tried to do material.
0: That's the thing. I <laughs> that started bombing. That's the classic then, uh, that always happens. It, it's always like someone will like roast someone that's been annoying, and then it's such a height, like a, like a, like a. Like a a spike in energy and like hard to top that. And then you go into your material and it's just not nearly as exciting. and then (laughs)
1: Falls flat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so she was pissed because of the roasting. And as I was bombing, someone else in the audience started yelling at her for no reason, just started yelling at her. Like you fucking idiot. Like yelling at her. Yeah. And she got up to go and fight them. And then, uh, and then we like had to like kind of pause the show and settle it down. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that happen a few times where several audience members start getting into it with each other uh i remember because dakota's is such a weird shaped room it's shaped like a t so half the audience can't yeah. see the other half they're around the yeah. corner yeah <laughs> i remember one show one half of the audience was just yelling at the other half. none of them could see each other but they're just they got into a shouting match with each other <laughs> and the, we had an out of town headliner on stage, and he had no idea what to do. Like, they, that was, I always remember that one show because I was, I think I was opening or hosting for this guy. And by the time he got on stage, The crowd was so drunk, and they were heckling each other, yelling. Oh, my God. They literally would not, like, he was like a kid in the room trying to, like, interject and do his jokes. And it was like his parents were in a vicious domestic dispute. And every time he chimed in, they'd be like, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. So they wouldn't let him perform, and they just went after each other. And I was sitting in the wings (laughs) like, what the fuck? And then finally he like pleaded with them to let him tell a joke and then they let him tell a joke and they actually laughed and then he was able to like do like the last 10 minutes of his act. But I'd say a good 75% of the his headlining set was the arguments between the two halves of the room. Wow,
1: that is that is incredible. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, mind your own business. Like he's, yeah. like, he's the one on stage with the mic, and they're like, You yeah. mind your own fucking business.
0: Like, you stay <laughs> out of this fucking clown. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ. And then it was all resolved by the end. It didn't. They
0: finally, when he begged them to let him tell a joke, they finally were like, Okay, he's kind of funny. But he was so, like, I don't know how long he's been doing comedy. I think he was, like, probably relatively new. I don't know if he was, like, technically a headliner or if he was just headlining Dakotas. But uh, yeah, he was flabbergasted, and the arguments between for between the two halves of the uh, of the room was over like a sport. It was like a sports team rivalry. Like they were like it was like fucking Toronto Maple Leafs suck, and like started like that. Like I think the the,
1: okay, I think the
0: headliner did a joke about a specific sports team, and then like someone made a comment, and then someone around the corner heard that and made a comment, and then it just escalated. Bad
1: move. Bad move. Way to divide the audience. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that, he, yeah, I was like emotionally divided and physically divided that night. <laughs> uh, that's insane. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you always think it's just going to be they can people will know this is just a joke, but no, you can't I, insult
0: my. Team. I will say that that it seems to be a more rare occasion. Okay, It's more rare for an audience to get out of hand now than it was back when I first started. If I can, if my memory... And we're back. It was a good nine minutes, but uh, that's all it took for us to crash this shit to the ground again. I think I've made some adjustments in the field, though. It's not going to happen again.
1: Thank God. Thank God. Anyways,
0: (laughs) it's forcing us to move on to the actual lesson. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it's our 100th episode, so... I figured we could just take a whole smorgasbord of fun topics one after the other and just uh, just plow through until until we run out of time.
0: I enjoy that. You enjoy that? I enjoy that idea. I enjoy thinking about that happening right now. So let's go.
1: Okay. Um, first one. This is a, an important one. Animal rights. Oh. Yeah. I had an idea. Tell me what you think of this idea. Okay. Every cow that is getting milked, right? Yeah. They should have a retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> and by that, I do not mean a bullet in the brain. Okay. Because I was like pretty sure they do. <laughs> no, I mean uh, like a legit, like real retirement plan, like a like a norm, like a human employee. Has like not a retirement? A, path. Not a
0: pneumatic piston through the brain. They don't even yeah. waste bullets anymore. They just they just have a fucking pressurized. Yeah, that's even less humane. That like the dignity is completely gone at that point.
1: Yeah, it's like this piston. This one can do about a thousand before you need to replace the. <laughs> yeah.
0: You don't even get the 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 luxury of your own bullet. <laughs> yeah no yeah. no um
1: yeah so anyway that, that was a thought i had but what do you what do you think i think it could be a good idea because you have well all these i mean cows you haven't then,
0: you haven't told me any of the logistics where are you gonna put well, them all well, we're gonna get into exactly right that's the whole gonna, thing you're gonna take this care is, of them
1: i imagine them I'm, that's the thing this is jobs this is like a whole side hustle
0: oh a dude, side industry so many cows there's so many yeah, cows yeah dude. exactly here's big an idea in, big industry
1: cow retirement big industry how about this it's big growth sector that's what I said I've it's just come up with everyone wins the cows win the economy
0: wins <laughs> here's what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna send the cows to the moon right cows jumped over the moon you send them there they start farting you give them a lot of food they start putting oh. methane into the, they form a methane atmosphere oh now we're down. you gotta, probably have to give them all oxygen <laughs> tanks there's something there. There's something there. You're using cows to terraform the moon. somehow. that's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Using
1: cows to terraform. Damn, that's a good idea. Yeah, now, just, can you,
0: <laughs> if you retire one species, like now that you, the pigs are looking at you, like, well, what the fuck?
1: That's true. There's got to be equity, right? Yeah. How? Who gets a retirement plan? Well, yes, it's going to be based on. <laughs> How how cute they are to humans! I think that's that's
0: (laughs) how we've always treated animals. (laughs) The cutest and smartest ones get the luxury positions in life. Yeah, although cows are pretty cute, like the furry ones, and they're actually uh, they actually have personalities.
1: Cows are very sweet. Yeah, Yeah. but like chickens, no retirement plan. No,
0: no, no, no. (laughs) no. Anything that's that came from a dinosaur is automatically off the list. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, You could also do it like by like some sort of intelligence test. Like, can they pass them your test?
0: I honestly could do without anything that's not a mammal. Really? I really empathize with mammals. I have a a very hard time empathizing with uh, birds or lizards or fish or anything of that nature.
1: Hmm. I uh... I would
0: maybe put octopi as an exception. Hmm. I empathize with crabs, I think. What, do you? <laughs> do you
1: really? Sometimes, yeah, because sometimes I feel isolated
0: and like cut off in a shell. And, you know, there's a lot more <laughs> empathetic animals with shells than crabs. How about you go with a freaking tortoise? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess turtles, yeah.
0: See, I kind of look at sea turtles and tortoises as like honorary mammals.
1: Okay, yeah, that's true
0: and owls every every other one they get one honorary member owls get to be it seems in, my pretty em- in my empathy it seems bubble. pretty arbitrary to be. what do you mean we got sea turtles get to, get to be part of my crew owls get to be part of my crew oh yeah right um okay. an angel fish angel fish yeah that's it hmm.
1: okay you wouldn't you wouldn't miss the biodiversity Oh, oh! You're just saying ethical treatment.
0: I'm saying yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if we're going to put together retirement plans for most of the animal kingdom, I'm get, we got. I'm sticking mostly to mammals, and then a couple yeah. of honorary members, as I mentioned.
1: Mm. What if they had like spiders that they milked their silk?
0: I guess spider. Just, they milked yeah. their silk. Yeah. They imagine, how many spiders would you need to make a silk blanket? <laughs>
1: Uh well I think a lot like I think they normally use silk worms and they they need a lot of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, where's that factory?
1: They're tightly controlled. They're in China, I believe.
0: Well, tightly... didn't didn't two monks or something sneak silk worms from China to the west and it like fucked up a lot of the trade that China was relying on cuz now they had silk in the west too. Whoa! I don't know. You you heard of that? Google no, that right no. now. I believe they, they, they hid them in the in the heads of their canes that they're, their walking sticks. Two right. silkworms. They stole them from China, smuggled them over to the West, and then that kind of like fucked up China's tray or a monopoly on silk.
1: Smuggling of silkworm eggs into the Byzantine Empire? Yeah. The with the sup- two monks with the support. Of Byzantine Emperor Justinian the First acquired and smuggled living silkworms into the Byzantine Empire, which led to the establishment of an indigenous Byzantine silk industry that long. How is this a not a Cohen Brothers movie right now? Whoa. This is crazy.
0: They need to make a movie about that. That's this is great Ben story. this is a Ben Affleck movie.
1: <laughs> this, is, this is Argo in the Byzantine Empire.
0: <laughs> okay. When you said Ben Apple, I, I imagine Ben Stiller for some reason. So like, yeah. Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson. Ben Stiller. Of- wow. Silk. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> to me, that's straight up a comedy movie. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Jack Black and Michael Sarah unite again ah. as the monks, the silk monks. Here's
1: more. Uh, Silk was first produced sometime during the third millennium BC by the Chinese. By the first century CE, there was a steady flow of silk into the Roman Empire. With the rise of the Sassanid Empire and the subsequent Roman-Persian Wars, importing silk to Europe became increasingly difficult and
0: expensive. Interesting, interesting. Um. I getting back to spiders for a second here. I will say right. I have I hold arachnids above the rest of the insect world, as far as <laughs> how I respect them.
1: Okay, well they, they are tec- They are they are technically not insects, They're, right? Yeah, but they are both arthropods.
0: Okay, yeah. of all the arthropods, spiders are are the are the better ones in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, because they made they control populations of uh, what I would call the nuisance species, <laughs> um, and they have very they have a lot of different ways of going. I just feel like when I look at a spider, I feel like there is some level of intelligence there. Where but when I look at like a fucking stink bug or something, I think there's nothing. There's nothing going there.
1: Mm, yeah, like the average beetle.
0: Yeah, or average beetle,
1: <laughs> not too bright. Um, What do you think about uh, the uh, wasps that specifically prey on large spiders to paralyze them and lay their eggs
0: in them? I think they're sinister demons is what I think. I think all wasps are actually demonic in nature. That's the only Mm. part of me that has any sort of... um, I have... uh, kind of supernatural leanings towards or the, the demonic entities known as wasps are straight from a, some sort of hell
1: mm, because of how they, they paralyze and lay the eggs inside
0: do you know how in Lord of the Rings how the orcs uh, used to be elves yeah that's how, I just, that's how I think of bees like honeybees and wasps <laughs> 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 they're like a corrupted version oh, okay. of, a, of a great insect <laughs> okay, bees are also, honeybees and bumblebees are also in my exception, okay? They get, okay, here yeah. we go. We're, this is what we're getting. We're getting all mammals. <laughs> okay. Spiders, octopi, sea turtles, owls, and honeybees and bumblebees. Those are all allowed to come with me to my my new Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like it.
1: What about ants? Eh. Uh, They're
0: kind of I mean, in a way. I would I would be just like in this book I just read Children of Time ants would be used not respected. You know what I mean? Mm,
1: yeah. They would
0: be put put to okay. use but they would not be <laughs> held as a uh, they wouldn't have any voting rights. I'll put it that way.
1: <laughs> okay. Right. Damn. Okay. Well, that's great. I think that's that's a pretty good uh animal rights work. Yeah. <laughs> The perfect progress.
0: system. That's how it would be.
1: Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Darwin, one of his reasons, not for, I think, for not believing in God was he thought, "How could a good God make uh, these parasitic wasps that lay their eggs and things?"
0: Yeah, I mean, if God was sitting down and like taking time to design every system, every species, like they, like a young Earth creationist would believe. Yeah, And how I used to believe it still blows my mind. I was taught that the world was only 2000 years old or a few thousand years old. I think six was the number. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, the idea was God sat down and meticulously plotted out every species and like constructed it in his, like with a bunch of Legos and his, and his, <laughs> uh, on the, in his attic or some shit.
1: Yeah. His lab on his spaceship. Let's be real. Yeah, God's okay. an alien.
0: Yeah. Okay. In his lab. <laughs> first of all, you're right, why would you make something like that? Like, how could someone who's supposed to be yeah. purely good make something yeah. like that? But like, also, yeah. why would you make so many variations of something so similar, right? Like, how many species of wasp are there? How many species yeah, that, of wasps <laughs> do the god deem necessary? That was this that was literally the workout.
1: <laughs> Darwin literally said that. Um, he said, If there is a god, he's like he's obsessed with beetles for some reason (laughs) (laughs)
0: because
1: there's more species of beetles than all the other (laughs) kinds of species in the world or something crazy like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's got, he's, he fetishizes certain insects over everything else. It seems like exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And for his grand plan to work out, did he really need like hundreds of species of beetles? Probably thousands.
1: Yeah. Well, that's an interesting question because in some sense you do need a ton of like the world, like does biodiversity is great for uh, the world. And every organism has a niche and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. and extinct mass extinctions are, are generally bad um, for everybody. Even the ones who don't go extinct. And so in a sense, it's like you, everything kind of works harmoniously together. It seems.
0: I know, but it's such a convoluted system. You know what I mean?
1: Oh like, yeah. Yeah. I know what like you mean.
0: Why make it so goddamn complicated?
1: Oh, we'll show off. I'm, <laughs> I'm God, motherfucker.
0: I'm God, bitch. Trying to even figure comprehend this shit out. This. You can't uh, comprehend this shit. I, I mean, if the world is. It...
1: Too complicated for you to understand <laughs> <laughs> just if to prove world, how strong I am. If
0: the world really <laughs> was only 6,000 years old, like we figured everything out pretty quickly. Like, pretty quickly. Like, it wasn't that complicated. If humans pretty much know basically, uh, well... like, I'm so much about, how everything works already. Not in...
1: Yeah, in a lot of ways we do, yeah. The fundamental of physics still is a mystery.
0: Yes, but that's like...
1: The connection between uh, relativity and quantum mechanics is still a mystery.
0: It's like one of the last frontiers, though. It's like we figured everything else out besides this very, very... the, The literal edge of science.
1: Well... Yeah, who knows? I mean, I think there's still so much more, uh, like there's theoretically uh, more elements that could be made that they don't know about yet that could have remarkable
0: properties. Um, like made in a lab?
1: Yeah, like 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 there's this idea that like, you know, like basically as elements get, uh, if you get higher on the periodic table, the elements get more and more radioactive and they right. have shorter and shorter half-lives meaning they only exist for a short amount of time before they break down into smaller elements. Mm. But theoretically, there's this uh, idea where after a certain point of adding protons and creating these unstable, very radioactive isotopes and elements, eventually you get to what's called the quote-unquote island of stability, high up on the periodic table, theoretically, where you have weird elements that are like super high atomic numbers, but don't break down and would have all sorts of weird properties and stuff like that.
0: I was watching a video about how gold is made that blew my mind. I had no idea that you can't even make gold in a regular star. It has to be in two neutron stars colliding is the only way to make gold. Damn. Did you know that? Uh... I did not See, know that. It can't even be done in a normal star. It can't even be done in, in two normal stars. It can't even be done in a single neutron star. It has to be two neutron stars colliding for gold to be made. I should I should probably Google that.
1: <laughs> who, hold, who told you that? Yeah, this is like the this is the gold people being like, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. Asteroid mining is not a thing. Just chill. Everybody chill.
0: <laughs> there's uh, no, there's
1: no quintillion dollar asteroid. That's a myth. It's,
0: uh, <laughs> thought to have formed by the ARP. Rapid neutron capture and super supernova nucleosynthesis hmm. source uh, <laughs> uh how is gold for well okay hang on a second how is gold created uh gold is an element which means that gold is a specific type of atom diamonds in contrast are a specific arrangement of carbon atoms. Okay, okay the result is a creative gold fused together atoms to create gold atoms requires incredible amounts of energy. As a result, all the gold that naturally exists in the universe was created via supernova, neutron star collisions, and similar extremely energetic events. So, sounds like it is right. Hmm. So, is it From, very rare then? I mean, I don't think it's... It's it's hard to say how something is rare when there's so much of everything in the universe, even if it's hmm. not as much as the rest of the stuff that's there. You know what I mean? <laughs> But it's just hilarious to me that, it like, you know, two neutron stars had to collide in order oh. for Little Wayne's grill to exist. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking
1: Little Wayne, man, that's crazy. Yeah, so gold. Maybe gold is very rare. Maybe there's like a ton of it here. So I most of it is in Lil Wayne's mouth. <laughs>
0: Lil Wayne Gold, he only accepts stuff <laughs> that's been proven to, to at one point be a, in a neutron star. Yeah. <laughs> it's, he's got to
1: have that verified by the National Astronomy.
0: Well, is there gold that occurs naturally in the human body? Because I just found out that copper, your body produces copper.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you're, I don't know, probably not a lot of it. But <laughs> coughing up pennies. <laughs> Um, I shit out a penny. Yeah,
0: the, an adult human body weighing seventy kilograms came about zero point two milligrams of gold. Damn! Wow, damn! We're all zero point two bit old. milligrams. We all got that natural drip, baby. Damn,
1: zero point two milligrams. So, how many frick? How many people would you have to melt down to get a kilo?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what Genghis Khan was after, actually. <laughs> It's <laughs> the most is, difficult way to get gold. <laughs>
1: he was disrupting the gold industry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're telling me uh, we don't have to dig holes. We just have to slaughter millions of people?
1: <laughs> yeah. Render them down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, 0. How do you separate million. the gold out, though? Got to make sure that 0. 0.2 milligrams doesn't go down the drain.
1: Yeah. One. Uh, I can't do the math on that. <sighs> anyway. Um. Okay, well, uh, should we do our next topic?
0: Yeah, I don't even remember how we got on this topic.
1: Um, <laughs> okay, next topic. So we just did animal rights, then we went on a big tangent. And then, uh, so here's my next, my next thought. Um, in the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, I believe it says that we have the right to something called freedom of thought. OK, Do you know, you know, like now freedom of thought. Now, I, was, I think what that means is that you're supposed to be allowed to think whatever you want to think without being told that you can't think something. Do you think well, that is right?
0: I think that's just a fact of whatever, like no one's ever going to stop what you're thinking. No one can. People can't stop your thoughts.
1: But the, but if if there was legal to stop someone's thoughts, they'd like be able to like arrest you and like lock you, you up. You mean
0: like thought police like
1: Yeah, thought like psychological torture, like brain manipulation uh, to stop you from thinking about stop you it, from thinking <laughs> about fucking Trudeau. Don't think about that. <laughs> the more you tell me to not think about it, the more I think about it. <laughs> yeah, like clockwork orange style. Okay. Like, thought condition like conditioning kind of. Um, well, I find it that's what it's supposed to mean right
0: right i guess so you can have your it's like you're allowed to have your opinions um as long as they i mean it's really the actions we're worried about that follow thoughts
1: yeah exactly yeah like there's freedom of speech there's freedom of thought um well actually no sorry there's no freedom of speech but there's freedom of thought Mm -hmm. so i think that's what it's supposed to mean but uh See, I had this.
0: Every, at every layer, you get a little bit less freedom, right? You can totally, you're free to think whatever you want to think. You're only sort of free to th- to say, you know, most of what you want to say, right? Like you can't call for violence, and you can't. I mean, you can, but there's consequences, right? You're yeah, allowed but- to think whatever you you want to think without consequence. You can't really say. Anything you want to say without consequence. Although you can say a lot without any consequence, but when you go one step more, you're talking about physical action, then there's a lot of restrictions.
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, and that's all about that's all about the freedom uh, to do things without being impeded. But there's uh, there's another sense of freedom, which is the freedom. Uh, not to be impeded uh not necessarily be impeded but like influenced or controlled and so I had a, a, a this idea that maybe freedom freedom of thought should also mean that you have the freedom from having your thoughts manipulated hmm. by psychological techniques such as advertising.
0: I think advertising is like legitimately, you know how they say in the Bible that the love of money is the root of all evil. I think advertising is like the, the sword hand of that. evil.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Advertising is, is like so, uh, so bad.
0: It's a, Hate it's, it. it causes so much problems. Like the yeah. whole social media ad based revenue business model where it's like getting clicks on ads is paramount to everything no matter what you have to do to get people to click on something you Mm -hmm. do that which is like and then once you just appeal like once you just extrapolate okay people tend to click on things that make them angry let's make everybody fucking angry how about that
1: (laughs) yeah oh yeah i didn't even think about that like uh engagement and stuff like that um
0: that's the whole game is get people to click. They, yeah. Everybody, every advertising agency, their entire job is to get clicks on yeah. their ads or links that contain their ads, right? And it's like the the anger is the emotion that drives people to engage the most, right? Something yes. that makes you happy is like, oh, you can just be happy. You don't have to engage with whatever it was that made you happy. You can just it just made you happy. So why that no further action required, right? Yeah. Anger is the is the emotion that begets action. That's the one that makes people want to intervene or put in their two cents. That's the emotion. That's the money-making emotion, is anger.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh that's that's a great point because those those rabbit holes that they take you down—that is kind of like a—they draw you down that, like, purposefully. Like they're designed to suck you in. They're designed yeah. to manipulate you, like
0: that. Exactly. Yeah. And everybody that's making money off of it are getting very good at making you angry because they have so much data on your personality, based on your your uh, your digital footprint, right? So that's why people's data is so valuable. So when you when, uh, fucking Zuckerberg selling your data to all these big corporations, <laughs> that's what they're Thank doing. You. They're like, I yeah. know exactly how to make this person click on a link.
1: Cambridge Analytica, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, exactly. The the data stealing, the manipulation, yeah, yeah. There's so much of it, and to me, it seems if you interpret freedom of thought as freedom from people manipulating and controlling your thoughts, then it seems to me that all those sorts of strategies
0: illegal uh, should be illegal I think that's a great point they should be they should really have some stringent I mean it's like it's one of those things like how much do you want the government to control right like obviously people are being manipulated by advertising agencies that's their whole job is to convince you to buy something right that's never been a secret they they frame it as they have your data so they can curate ads towards you. So, that you don't have to see ads of stuff that you don't, you would never buy, anyways. Right. That's the, that's their, their pitch is right. Is like, we don't want you to see ads and things you're not interested in. So, we take your data. We know what you like now. So, that's what the ads you're going to see. But what they really, the go- real gold is they know what you don't like. <laughs> and that's where the money is. Oh, because
1: they know what not to bother showing you.
0: No, they know what to show you to get you to click on a link. Oh, right, right, right. Right? So they're not, instead of directly advertising a product to you, they're simply getting you to a spot on the internet that will have their advertising everywhere. Driving clicks, right? Yeah. Ah.
1: Yeah, it's so so gross. Mm -hmm. So gross.
0: Because you can get you can get someone to click on a link that's not in the market for anything, right? It's
1: and it's like I think like I think advertising has a lot of good things about it, because sometimes like you want products and yes. you would otherwise know about them if it wasn't for the publicity of the ad. Yes, so there, but I, there are good things about advertising. However, it seems to have gotten to a point where it's like psychological control.
0: It's gotten out of hand. It it's really is. Yeah.
1: They, they have like studies. They like have like decades of psychological research, how to manipulate people.
0: I feel and- like there should be some sort of system where it's like, you get to choose when you're advertised to. Yeah. Right. So you're like, so if I'm in the market for whatever, of course I would want to be introduced to entirely new products that I wouldn't have no idea are there. So say, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. Maybe there's an app that's like you click on it and it'll advertise things to you that it thinks you might want. Or, you know, like it would know your hobbies and your situation. It's like, hey, we've been listening to you through your cell phone. That's no secret anymore. I heard that you're uh, (laughs) dissatisfied with your laundry detergent. Well, here's a list of highly recommended laundry detergents. But you only get shown those products when you want. That would be cool.
1: Yeah, that would be amazing. And that would, like, uh, that would make it voluntary, so that would rule out the the, the manipulation. violation of freedom. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And then it would be like, hey, there's this new product based on all your likes and dislikes that we know about you because we know everything about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a new product we think you might be interested in, but it never at any point are you being shown products when you don't want them to be shown.
1: Right, Exactly. Exactly, wow, that's great. That's great. I'll uh, I'll write up the letter to the Supreme Court. Yes, but we, we haven't
0: will. solved all the problems yet, Sam. Because how are the how how are big businesses that create art and stuff say like Netflix? They want to advertise. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, my thought just left. I mean, you're saying they, what do they? What do they do for jobs? How do they generate the, the income? Uh, sorry, how do they? never mind my brain just imploded on me
1: well i mean i think like if the ad industry like maybe if our changes proposed changes go into effect um the ad industry will be wiped out mhm and a great replacement industry would be cow retirement so they could shift
0: they could okay just i just remember shift. my thought so youtube them. right now is doing something super creepy And to me, it's very like dystopian almost, but they are making YouTube operate very, very slowly for anyone who has an ad blocker enabled. So I have ad block enabled and my YouTube (laughs) is like half the speed of every other website and youtube is like we make our money from ads right that's how we yeah. operate that's how we stay relevant as a, that's how we stay operational and profitable as a company so if everybody's out there like no one's going to want to advertise with us uh if they know no one's seeing the ads because of ad blockers so this is their little fuck you way to get people to disable their ad blocks and watch the ads that's what i was going to say before is what do we do about things like youtube who make their money from advertisers using their platform as uh, ad pla- as billboards, essentially. Like how would YouTube make its money if it was not selling ad space?
1: Um. Uh, well, they're going to have to make that money somewhere else. Maybe they could take it out of their uh, big CEO profit packages.
0: <laughs> there won't be any profits <laughs> what they would have to do is they'd say i think you would have to do that's well, why they the have whole you'd...
1: fucking world is a sham i like, know the only reason this thing exists is because of ad money
0: <laughs> well here's the thing here's what would happen is you'd get you'd have to start paying a small fee to use youtube right which you had to do with netflix that was the appeal with all these streaming services right you buy the yeah. streaming service you don't see ads, and now they're all playing ads, anyways. So it's like, yeah, what are we doing here? Yeah, they all
1: ran. They all originally they all ran on venture capital, so they were all they all appeared to be free, but they were all being financed. And yeah. then the financing ran out, and they have to rely on ads and stocks. And and then uh,
0: they were just back to having cable again.
1: Now it's back to what it was. Yeah, and that's 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 cap that's that's capitalism.
0: It always comes back to the money. You know what? Yeah. yeah. Love of money, baby. It was capitalism all all
1: along. We thought we were in the tech, the future tech paradise where we have all these free, amazing things, but no, we were just in, it was still capitalism. It was just, we just didn't realize it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We really need to get Ray Kurzweil on our podcast. Do you think we could do that? (laughs) Where's our, where's our utopian, uh, digital utopia? Yeah. Where's our digital utopia you promised us?
1: 2030, 2030.
0: I thought it was 2029. He keeps pushing it back. <laughs>
1: yeah, the singularity. That's, that's an interesting one. Uh,
0: well, I think at one point it was 2027 for the actual AI singularity to occur as an AI becomes way more advanced and it basically takes over everything. That's three years from now. Mm-hmm. I think we're behind schedule.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, the singularity is really interesting. Um, artificial general intelligence yeah could be as a lot of people think it's definitely going to happen I know. I think Sam Harris definitely thinks it's going to happen
0: um, I think that most people, people think it definitely agree will. lots of I think most people think it will I think it's the timeline that everybody disagrees on
1: mm, yeah
0: some people think it's oh, it's, it's like hundreds it's so of years scary. away and other so people scary. think it's like a 10 year thing away
1: yeah that'll be a scary thing
0: I don't think we need it, but what we do need is AI in general, not general intelligence, but uh, specialized AIs that work in conjunction with each other, right? We've already talked about this many times, but you have one AI that's a manager AI and it, it manages all these other specialized AI, but none of them are good enough to do everything on their own, right?
1: Is this like the Michael Scott AI? <laughs> <The manager>? Yes.
0: Wants <laughs> you you to be can, friends yeah. with the other AIs. Yeah. <laughs> you can't quite figure it out. <laughs> exactly. What I'm saying is, we don't need a general intelligence AI. We just need an AI that's good at controlling other AIs, and then you know. Huh. The bottom line is, we need to let everyone on the planet should be living in luxury. Hmm. There's no reason that shouldn't be that can't be a reality at this point.
1: I don't think capitalism allows it well, well i don't know because in a, everyone is getting richer and richer like yes people, the trend is less and less poverty that is the trend
0: but i'm hoping ai can accelerate that trend so that like everybody has a decent place to live has food has health care everybody should be able to have all that shit
1: yeah it'll just need that that requires like uh, wholesale changes to how we produce energy and all sorts of things. Like
0: yes, that. but AI might be also the key to that, right? Because when you have an AI working on those problems day in, day in, day in, day out, uh, <laughs> with all the data available to them uh, in an instant, no need to sleep, no need to eat. All it does is research these problems that should theoretically lead to breakthroughs.
1: Yeah, theoretically. Yeah.
0: Theoretically. Yeah. Okay, what's the next topic? I don't even remember what's what this topic was.
1: Uh freedom of thought i think we we're talking about
0: um, right i think it's good
1: <laughs> yeah uh this is kind of related to that this is like a this is like a real world thing um about freedom of speech that i thought was very interesting and how corporations uh virtue signal on freedom of speech selectively and hypocritically
0: well corporations virtue they all they do is virtue signal yeah and, and it, this it, is
1: good. This is a weird one, though. This is a, a reverse virtue signal. <laughs> this is uh, this is the UFC, uh-huh. and this was uh, in Toronto. Sean Strickland went yeah. right on this uh, like anti LGBTQ rant thing
0: in the ring or on the press conference in a, in a press conference. Okay, um, I think for a second <laughs> I thought he won or lost, and in his octagon interview he started bashing the gays.
1: No, no, no. This was uh, This was like in the lead up to it, like at that press conference, probably due to a weight cut or something. He's probably mm-hmm. pissed off, whatever. Um, I think it was because he had previously said if he had a gay son, he would consider himself like a failure as a father, like that kind of thing.
0: Well, um, he doesn't understand how anything in that realm works then if he thinks that yeah. he can <laughs> influence whether his son's gay or not.
1: Yeah, anyway, very, Yeah. so... And like a reporter asked Dana White about this at the post press conference, mm-hmm. like, what did you think about those comments? Um, because the the female fighters on the card, one of them is gay, yeah, and so it was kind of awkward, uh, yeah, <laughs> for her. And so like a reporter asked about it, like, do you have fighters on a leash about what they can say? And Dana White like went off on him about freedom of speech for the fighters, and he doesn't keep them on a leash and that kind of thing. Ah. And it's well,
0: but, I mean, I can the see tip. his point of not wanting to have to restrict what your fighters say. I mean, if Sean Strickland wants to say that shit, he's going to get, there's going to be social consequences for that.
1: Yeah, well, well, here's the thing, though, is Dana White defended him vigorously about freedom of speech. However, there's another fighter on their roster named uh, Hamzat Shemaev. Yeah, (laughs) who has said uh, who the UFC has not allowed to say a lot of things?
0: What does he want (laughs) to say? I'm sure it's not religious in nature.
1: No, it definitely is. Yeah, exactly. It's like (laughs) violent, violent, religious stuff. Oh, Um, (laughs) exactly. There's a reason he's not like allowed to. He's not fighting in the United States or Europe or anywhere other. He only fights in Abu Dhabi from now on. Really. Uh, have you noticed that? He only ever fights an out. He can't get a visa to the States. Like
0: he's like
1: on a terror list, I think. Yeah. Oh
0: my god, that's because he's
1: fr- he's friends with uh he's too closely connected with Katarov, I think. Um
0: Who's Katarov?
1: The Chechen Chechen uh warlord.
0: Oh. That reminds yeah. me so much of that Keenan and Peel sketch, uh where it's like the UFC fighter interviews, like the promos. Yeah, And then one is uh, Key is like a super religious guy and he starts like praying <laughs> and, and like yeah. Yeah. talking about how he's going to like cleanse yeah. Jordan Peele's body, mind <laughs> yeah. and soul or some yeah. shit like that. And it's all yeah. super intense religious. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck is he saying? There's nothing more terrifying than extreme religious violence.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like. So there's like just an example of utter hypocrisy. I thought COVID
0: ended his career. I thought he had long COVID
1: cosmot. Uh he, maybe. I don't know. He's like posted stuff about him being sick, but I feel like I feel like that's all been uh, a cover up of the real reason why he like he used to be Swedish and then he, he can't live in Sweden anymore.
0: Ooh, yeah. He's definitely on a, on a few lists.
1: Yeah. Like, he can't live... He used to be Swedish. He's out of Sweden. Like, he can't live there. He has to live in Chechnya, I think, or Abu Dhabi.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So, I don't know if I buy all the COVID stuff and, like, oh, he's been sick. He's too sick all the time, stuff like that. I think he, like, just is a little too... Got a little too mixed up and maybe the wrong people. Yeah. And Well,
0: uh, yeah, that sucks because he was, like... Does he have any losses? He was dominating.
1: No, he's undefeated in the UFC. Yeah.
0: Hmm. He's like a more unhinged uh, Khabib.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But anyway, there's just like a... I just thought that was an interesting example of hypocrisy on on freedom of speech. Same with UL Romero. They didn't want to talk data white was very pissed off about yoel romero talking about jesus
0: don't forget about jesus how does he say it again
1: no forget jesus no <laughs> Go for good, Jesus.
0: He's another guy. It's Jesus. like, oh my God, he's already so terrifying to look at. But when he starts talking about how like God's gonna teach his enemy a lesson or he's he's God's instrument for destruction, it's like, oh my
1: god. Goose stuff in the Yeah, offering.
0: God, the soldier of God, like, oh my yeah. he he literally thinks that he's like divinely sanctioned to <laughs> yeah. knock you out. <laughs> it's insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's insane.
0: Um anyway, yeah. So Dana of
1: Dana of was like America doesn't want to hear that that like <laughs> no forget jesus like
0: <laughs> so i mean not with an accent that's for sure no nah. but lots in, of, anyway lots of places in america want to hear uh you know religion in all aspects of life <laughs> indeed
1: uh anyway speaking of that um how much time do we have left i can't remember about, because
0: we, we have got... about 10 minutes left
1: about 10 minutes
0: eh? Okay,
1: so I guess that's enough time for one last thing. Um, yeah,
0: hit me with something something huge.
1: Okay, we okay. Well, we got a couple things here. Um, but here's one that's interesting, right? So you know, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yep. Uh, there's a like a sequence in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where the characters like get like tortured with like the worst torture known in the whole galaxy. Mm -hmm. And this torture is called the frog star simulator or something. And it puts you in the simulator and the simulator, basically what it does is it shows you in the, in the room where you're in, like an out of body experience. Yeah. And then it just slowly starts panning out, panning out, panning out gradually until you like, slowly lose yourself in the infinite vastness of the cosmos and realize like your total insignificance and it like destroys your ego and all this stuff. Yeah. And I was wondering, um, do you think that that's, that that would be torture or do you think that that would actually be like a therapeutic
0: experience? I think that would be uh, a therapeutic experience if it's ego death, right? If, If the idea is to get so infinitesimally small, that you no longer exist that's sort of an ego death and that is a good thing to experience i think whereas you no longer even have a sense of self you're just basically integrated completely with the universe
1: mm-hmm. do you do you think for some people maybe an, an ego death would be terrifying and like it like make them feel like they're going insane
0: i think that you need an ego to be going insane and to feel terrified <laughs> uh you know what i mean oh, like okay. it would yeah. be maybe the experience leading up to the ego death would be terrifying like the closest thing i have had to this is that that one psychedelic trip i had where i, I was feeling like I, I it wasn't ego death but i was a hundred percent sure i was dying but i i, I was not scared at all
1: hmm. Interesting.
0: so i wonder if it would be something like that where there was the experience was so intense that even though in my head I understood I was going to be dead at the end of it, I didn't have any bandwidth left in my brain to experience fear.
1: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, here's a here's one way I guess, and maybe which this frog star thing is could be worse than an ego death is because as you pu- as it pulls out. You don't just lose the significance of yourself, but you lose the significance of everybody you know gradually and then Earth and then the solar system. like you lose everything. Everything you know is gone. Doesn't is like is infinitesimal, doesn't now, matter. When you it's say gone. you
0: lose it, does it mean you forget about it? Well no, like it's, it's the just panning out. out. The
1: idea is like the the panning out process um, gradually diminishing. Uh, so is it
0: basically you're fully the kind of vastness. Wrapping, it allows you to fully wrap your head around the actual size of the universe and your size exactly relative to it because we it can't really you, understand that because it like stretches
1: hard. you like to to get it
0: like somehow yeah
1: to get how I mean insignificant it, you are.
0: It uh, depends on how much the thought of being insignificant scares you, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but not just you, everybody you know, everything. we already all know that
0: we already know that intrinsically that compared to the scale to
1: experience it to experience it
0: to experience it and to to really see it it.
1: yeah to experience it
0: you mean because people talk about it
1: yeah like astronauts talk about they have the this effect when you go into space and then you look back and you see the earth as a one thing Mm -hmm. it like changes their whole outlook on like the world and life and like everything like that. Mm -hmm. So like experiencing something for real does have a visceral impact on you that just hypothesizing about it doesn't.
0: But at a certain point you lose perspective, right? The reason that's so profound to them is because they can still relate it to the size of a human on the planet walking around. Mm -hmm. If you pan out far I, enough, you have, you lose all frame of reference.
1: Isn't that, isn't that like the, that is like the fucked up, the part that fucks you up is when you lose that frame of reference.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it would all depend on like the fear of it or the 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 effect it would have on me would all depend on do I know whether or not it's going to, I'm going to go back to my body. Do I know whether or not I'm going to keep remembering that I was a person? Do I know that this will keep going on forever. Like the panning out goes on forever. Or is it going to stop? Is, am I going to forget about myself and everyone I know eventually? Or like, I don't know yeah. how torturous it can be. If you, yeah. are you just going to end up in a constant, in just some weird state of eternal confusion? Cause that's scary. No, it's, in its, just, own right. it's just
1: like a 10 minute thing.
0: Well, they yeah, I don't you know.
1: Show it to you. It just takes like 10 minutes to put you in show you. And then you're just like, you're just a broken person.
0: Well, can they reverse the effects by going <laughs> zooming in on small shit? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: at the end of the day, it is like a, a comedy, so it's not really that serious. They're just yeah. kind of they're like groggy after, but they're not like like they get back. They're like sick, but they're okay.
0: Because we're just we're just we're size wise, we're just a point on a on a continuum, right? Yeah. Like you know, it's like all do you relative. think
1: like. Lo- but like maybe to like make it bring it down to Earth a bit. <laughs> um, do you think like if like you were on a rocket going away from Earth and you could keep looking at it until you like lost that frame of reference, as you're saying, like you couldn't pick Earth out as a dot? Yeah. Like when you finally lost it as a dot, do you think you would have like do you think that would alter your?
0: I think it would be alter a terrifying. You it would be yeah. a terrifying moment to be like, OK, I really have no clue where I am anymore yeah I, when you say but here's the th- here's what my point is is like well maybe it's not a point imagine you're in a ship and you're leaving the earth and you're flying away and you're seeing it get smaller and smaller in your vision that would feel the same as simply getting bigger and bigger and bigger until the earth is too small to see <laughs> it would be the exact that's same funny. feeling that's funny yeah. Even though the earth is still right there, you can't see it because your, your frame you of reference is really far. Your frame <laughs> of reference has changed so much that it doesn't really matter if you're far away or if you're just too big.
1: Yeah, your legs would be crazy long.
0: <laughs> I mean, your whole body would. I, no, in this, in this it's, you're still proportional to your actual body. It's just You've grown so much bigger than the planet earth that it just dis- disappears. And wow. that would be the same Actually, feeling of, would, of going be, so far away. That it would
1: just, be sucked into you from your gravitational pull.
0: Oh, there. See, that would be terrifying. You know that all your friends and family have just died a horrific death. <laughs> You've just absorbed, absorbed them. Yeah, <laughs> the ultimate fat joke. <laughs>
1: yeah, you sucked in the whole... You spaghettified <laughs> the world.
0: <laughs> Knowing... I think any real torture, psychological torture, comes from uh damaging your loved ones essentially right
1: well you can like put people on acid and put them in under strobes and blast them with music and stuff that's that's torture that's psychological torture
0: it is torture when it's also i mean to me that's more just extreme confusion i think if you really want to get into someone's torture someone with psychedelics you start convincing them that they are the cause of their family's death or
1: oh, much people got hurt it's like that's
0: real torture just being super confused is like you know that's kind of par for the course with a lot of psychedelics it's when you start thinking about your relationships Mm -hmm. is when shit can get really dark
1: threatening phone calls slashed tires (laughs) strange messages slipped <laughs> under your door yeah
0: frightening images can only go so far i think
1: no yeah you gotta start like having people do ai generated porn of you and <laughs> mailing it to all your family. because
0: i think <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i think that that's was part of the torture with the when they were giving uh prisoners of war like psychedelics as they were they would convince them or i heard that no they were doing this with the white room have you ever heard of white room torture
1: uh, I think, this is a, a report, I, think uh, I ran.
0: <laughs> I think I, th- <laughs> I think I ran. Actually, practiced this for a while, where they put prisoners of war in a completely white environment, so there's nothing other than the color white in their field of view. Uh, yeah, it's clona <laughs> <laughs> Just, just good. Well, part of the torture is once in a while, someone would come in the room dressed in all white and tell you that they have your family and they're going to kill them, and then they would leave for days, and that's all you would get. And Whoa. you would be, start losing your mind because there's no, sti- it's like, a, you know, uh, what do they call that? Lack of stimulus, torture, oh, exhalation yeah, yeah, yeah. chamber yeah. shit, where it's like they just they take away all input from your brain and it's just your brain now. And then your brain starts hallucinating because it needs something to latch on to. White torture. That's what it's called, White- I think.
1: White torture. Wow, mm. that's terrifying.
0: Yeah, see that that I mean that would fuck with you, but that's it, like the, obviously them coming in and saying that they are going to kill your family is going to cause a like step it up a few notches.
1: That reminds me of like nineteen eighty four. Like he thinks O'Brien is on his is like his friend, and then O'Brien turns out to be a double agent and is the one torturing him. Yeah. That's a, that's such a mind fuck.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to
1: be tortured by the person you thought was like on your side, like your friend.
0: Exactly. Like what yeah. I'm going to do to you one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is what would be the torture is you would you would reveal to me that you never actually released any of the episodes of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and every week when I sent them to you, you immediately deleted the file. Yeah, I just deleted it all. <laughs> <laughs> the big reveal okay i gotta get ready i got some shows to do to, tonight telling jokes oh yeah i've been bombing so i have just been bombing non-stop trying to come up with new material it's terrible uh,
1: enjoy it you'll look back on these as the best sets of your life
0: oh man some of the <laughs> some of the silence last night at open mic from when i was working on a new joke <laughs> i would hit a line that i thought was supposed to get a laugh and then i'd hold to see if it was like just taking them a minute, but it was just Ned. pin drop silence.
1: <laughs> nice. 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 But
0: then I went back to like some older, some old well, shit and they, I got them. So they were listening. They were definitely listening.
1: Silence is golden.
0: Yes. Doesn't hurt as bad as it used to, but it still sucks. Okay. That's our episode. 100th episode. Congratulations wow. to us. Congratulations to anyone who's listening to this shit still. Yeah.
1: Congratulations to you. You're
0: the real winners. You are the real MVP. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.